0: hello friends welcome to daily conversations the podcast of all things relationship based we are your hosts crystal and demetrius daily we are young adult pastors and certified in marriage and family development you email us your relationship and marital questions and we will address them online and give you counsel on how to overcome them we look forward to hearing from you, and we can't wait to help you live your best lives. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to Daily Conversations. My name is Crystal.
1: And I'm Demetrius.
0: And today we're here with our special guest we have with us, um, one of one of the reverends that go to church with us at Promised Land Church of God in West Haven, Connecticut. Her name is Grace Reyes. She is... Um, also, over her ministry is Blessed Keys. Blessed so, Keys welcome Ministries. to the ministry.
2: Yes, yeah. yes, welcome, Grace. Thank you, thank you for having me, Crystal and thank Demetrius.
1: Oh, you're welcome. You, know, you guys, Grace has a awesome testimony that she wants to uh, share with us. Um, it's gonna help uh, some of you who's been maybe doubting in your own testimony or doubting, you know, um, how you could survive whatever you're going through. And she's mm-hmm. just gonna encourage you and uh, just sit back, put your seatbelts on, and uh, and, and just enjoy the ride and just take some notes if you want to as well.
0: Yeah, because this is going to be a powerful testimony. And um, I, we thought to name this Modern Day Miracles, Miracles. because mm-hmm. Grace has such an awesome testimony about her journey with cancer and her being healed. So we're just going to jump right into it and um, let you tell your story. Tell us about um, what year you got sick. How did you find out? and um then we'll just jump more into your testimony. Okay.
2: Okay. Fair enough. It was um September 22nd on uh, uh 2016. Okay. I was actually at work and um I felt short of breath. I had no prior symptoms, no history of any illness. I wasn't I didn't have a cold prior to it and I just felt unwell mm. and I felt short of breath. So I got in my car and my primary care doctor was just about four miles down the road from where I worked. And I went to her office. I told her the symptoms. And she thought I was having a heart attack. Oh,
3: wow. She
2: called 911. And the ambulance arrived. They took me to Griffin Hospital here in, uh, in Sonia, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Sonia, Connecticut. And I was there about four hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they kept coming in and uh, asking for further tests and i by then felt fine so okay. i really didn't understand what they what I they remember. were looking for uh, yeah. but they were clearly looking for something can i
0: ask really quickly yeah. what what were the symptoms that you was
2: experiencing other than the shortness of breath mm-hmm. i didn't have any other symptoms okay. other than, i felt like i couldn't catch my breath okay and so when i went to the hospital they checked me and they went. The first thing they did was they, um, they did a, a, um, an x-ray of my chest. Okay. And they came back and said, oh, uh, we want to do a CAT scan of your chest now. CAT scan? I, I don't think I've ever had a CAT scan before then. Yeah. I said, okay. And so they did the CAT scan. They came back and they said, we want to do a contrast oh. CAT scan of your chest now. So I was there about to- a total of six hours. Okay. At the end of it, I clearly didn't understand all the testing. Right. So I asked the doctor, why are you testing so thoroughly? What, what do you think it could be? He said, I think you have pneumonia. Okay. And I said, pneumonia? Mm. I don't even have a cough. How could I have pneumonia? Right. So it didn't make sense. So uh, maybe a half hour later, he walks in. And my world changed.
4: Wow.
2: Uh, he looked at me and he looked down on on the floor and he said, uh, uh, "You have you have lung cancer." Wow. And um, it's funny I didn't expect to to feel the way I feel right now because it was such a shock. Mm.
4: Right.
2: You you literally go from your world being okay and you can deal with whatever is coming to something that changes you forever. Right. Wow. Right. And um, At that point, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell a person, well, hold on to God, and God's going to take care of it. And Romans, you know, you start quoting scripture at them, right? Right. You say, you know, Romans 8.28 says, you know, all things operate for your good. And you're like, yeah, okay. Um, So it was a journey that I began. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, Crystal, when I went home, I sat in my chair, and I looked at the wall. Okay. And I asked the Lord, why me? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, there's not a person on the planet that f- whose first question isn't, why me? Right,
0: exactly. Why
2: me? You know, my, ch- my, my, my boy's in college, my other one's not finished, I'm not going to see my grandchildren, because you immediately think it is a sentence. Right. It's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. When someone tells you you have cancer. Yeah. Wow. Scary. It's a scary place, especially lung cancer. Yeah. And then you don't have any other information okay. to go by, right? Now they got to, you're going to go into a world that you are very unfamiliar with. Right. And it's the world of doctors, a lot of doctors and specialists. Right. Suddenly mm-hmm. you go from your primary care to your specialists. Right. So I was, uh, I was sent to um, uh, Smilo. Okay. In, in Yale New Haven mm-hmm. Hospital. I met with the first doctor, he was the oncologist uh, that was in charge of chemo and radiation. Okay. And um, they did a battery of tests prior to meeting with the, the team, they called it the cancer team. And um, he, he's, he told me, he said, it's, um, it's quite a big mass, um, but we haven't found any cancer cells. So I immediately got hopeful. Okay. I said, well, maybe it's not cancer right Right. it's something else and um, then my hopes rose but I'll tell you Crystal what I did do was the following Sunday when I went to church I went to one of the elders of the church Mm
4: -hmm.
2: at promised land and um, I asked that that person to pray for me I said I need prayer Uh, and the person said "Well, well what can I pray for and I said, well, I've been told that I have cancer and I and I, I need prayer. Right. And that person said, fine, what is your name? She didn't even know my name. Mm-hmm. I just walked up to a person I knew, was one of the elders that I'd seen in the church. And she said, what's your name? And I, I told her my name and she said, um, well, I'm gonna help you. Okay. I'm gonna pray for you and I'm gonna help you. Right. And it was really the beginning of my faith journey mm-hmm. at that time and um, she asked me for my phone number and I gave it to her and um, she began to send me scriptures and prayers she would text them to me
4: awesome.
2: and one of the things uh, one night I woke up I was walking in my kitchen back and forth and I was praying and I was asking God you know what, what do I do now what, how, mm-hmm. do, how does this look Right. Right, because I've got these doctors sort of surrounding me. They're telling me they can't find the cancer in the tests that they've done. Um, Does that mean that I don't have cancer or, you know? And um, I got a text at 4 o'clock in the morning from this lady, and I knew at that very moment that God sees me. Wow. I knew it. I said, there's no body that could see you the way Mm -hmm. I saw that he saw me Mm -hmm. in that kitchen pacing talking to him asking him questions only God saw that yet he took one of his servants Mm -hmm. woke her up I'm sure and said you need to text her this and she texted me Isaiah 41 10 Mm -hmm. and I knew I was going to be okay. Wow. Wow. So let me, I ask, knew
3: it.
1: Let me ask a question. Um, I know uh, before we got on, on the air, uh, you and I had a discussion about um, how you were prior, like a year before um, yes. uh, the diagnosis. Now, you know, you're you're you're, you're at the yes. hospital, and you got all this information. You walk in, and you got all this information in one day. It changed your life. But prior to that, uh, the conversation we had about... Um, you uh, giving yourself back to God. Could you explain yes. that over to our so our audience can know exactly what led up to to this? And um, if you guys don't know, Grace, when this happened, uh, she she was and is a Christian at this point. Yes. So prior to that, could you, just, could, you, could you just explain to the audience how you were and what you I mean you were discussing uh, beforehand?
2: Well, prior to going to Promised Land, right? I I um I went to church and I believed in God and mm-hmm. you know I did the nothing prepared me for that mm-hmm. day right nothing my faith certainly wasn't where it should have been mm-hmm. that's what I was talking to Demetrius about okay I did not have the biblical knowledge crystal I did not have the prayer knowledge yeah to ha- to sustain me
4: mm-hmm.
2: God knew that he knew that where I was in my walk with him, I could not have done this by myself. I would have failed.
0: Yeah.
2: And what he did was bring people to me. Mm-hmm. He drew others Yeah. that had the faith, that had the biblical the word, the knowledge of the word. Mm-hmm. And these were the ones that were able to direct and care for me. yeah. And during this time, but I just praise God today yeah. because I, I now do that for others. Yeah. So all things do operate for yeah. your good. Yes. yes. Yeah. Right. It does.
0: And, and sometimes I think that when you go through such a trying time, that's when you're just like the Bible says, like you you know, your faith is tested, you know, do pretty much with what you go through, you know? Yes. And something as serious like that is almost like a make or break. Mm -hmm. Because either one of things, one or two things happen. Either people go to God and really cling to him with all they got and do have hope in God. Or, you know, they have that They, you know, not just the why God, because, you know, a lot of times we all question God. Yes. But then they just fall off and be like, okay, they, they curse God. They hate God because how can God allow for this to happen to me? And they don't understand, um, they don't understand the faith part of it and increasing your faith. So a lot of times, you know, those detrimental things, you know, are, Are either like either you're gonna go to God or you're gonna pull away. Yeah, and I just love how you said you was that you found you know your faith even more through that trying time.
2: Yeah, because I, as I said, I there was an arrogance to it Mm -hmm. Mm. because there is an arrogance to um, believing that you have the strength to to handle your your life. Right. You know when you're successful and you have money and you don't have those. Maybe those kind of worries—that—that's right. a false, a, mm-hmm. a false sense of security. I call it. Yeah. Because you think, well, you know, I go to church and I work and, you know, I I I tithe and. And you lose the the point
4: mm-hmm.
2: of your walk. Yeah. The point of your walk is not whether or not all things are good.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It's how do you react when they're not. Yeah. And do you have the tools? Do you have the tools? Do you have the faith? Mm-hmm. Do you have the prayer? Are you in, you know, are you intimate with the Lord? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I wasn't. Nothing yeah. prepared me for that day. Yeah. What I did get was a crash course in it. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. You know, like you said, it was, I had a crossroads that mm-hmm. I came to and I could have said, I, I curse God. He's left me. He's abandoned me. I didn't, I didn't deserve this. And mm-hmm. I get mad and I walk away from yeah. my faith. Or I go to and I start to, I was in awe of his hand. Mm-hmm. As it played itself out, I watched him. I heard this, this text yeah. that said, I'm here and you don't know what you're about to embark on, but I do. Right. And if you trust me, I will show you things. It's in scripture. He says, mm-hmm. I will show you wonderful things. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? If you, if you give me that chance yeah. to trust me, to, give, to fall back on me,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I will show you wonderful things.
0: I think God uses some, some things like that sometimes too. Like you say, you become lax or yeah. you don't really move, right? Like when you're a new Christian or,
2: yeah, you're you know, probably new in
0: church, you probably like, you know, you're content, you really don't know God. Yeah. So you're stuck in this place. And it's things like that, that really pushes you. Like you said, it's like a, a accelerated Process oh my goodness to yeah. really know baptism God by and, fire Christian right and I trust God because I can say um for myself I've been in church my entire life I was oh, wow. literally born in church really and um I literally feel like I didn't really encounter God until my early 20s when yeah, I you. had a really severe illness and almost died, oh, wow. and I prayed to God and I said, "Lord, if you heal me, I w- I will serve you all the days of my life and tell everyone of you know your glory That's right. and That's your right mag-. So I that was my vow to God, and I couldn't go back. And it was like it was that that set me on fire. Amen. But had it not, I don't even know where I would be because I was in church <laughs> hey, hey. my whole okay. life and I hadn't even been baptized with the Holy Spirit.
2: Wow. You know, wow. and
0: I was in church my entire life. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until that moment where my faith increased and now, you know, it was like nothing can turn me away from God. But sometimes, so,
2: like you said, it takes that. Yeah. It really takes... I just remember having a resolute mm-hmm. spirit. Mm-hmm. And that spirit came from small signs yeah from the Lord the text at four in the morning from a complete stranger
0: was yeah
2: it just it it hit me in my mm-hmm. gut right that this is real this God that I serve
4: mm-hmm.
2: he's real
4: yeah
2: he sees me mm-hmm. and I couldn't get away from it right that became my mantra that verse in Isaiah 4110 mm-hmm I I had I pasted it everywhere around the house. Wow. Because I said, when I falter, w- which I will, mm-hmm. when I'm scared,
3: You're that's going to remind me that. of,
2: this is the God that at 4 o'clock in the morning reassured me that I have a different story to tell. Amen. No matter Amen. what happens to me, there is no way that I, this is going to lead to death. Right. This is going to become my testimony.
0: Wow. wow. And And how long were you... Sick for like with 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 the cancer and what what was
2: your treatment process like? Oh well, I was diagnosed initially mm-hmm. September twenty second. As you can tell, I even know the date, right? Wow. Um, and then I went through four months. Let's say October, November. No, three months. Mm-hmm. Two of which they couldn't find the cancer cells in this mass in my in my in my lung. Wow. They did two bronchoscopies. They couldn't find it. They tried to extract. And I was like, well, then I don't have cancer. And the doctor's like, you have cancer. We just haven't found the cells. That's like
0: so, yeah. yeah.
2: And I said, I don't even understand what he's talking about. Right. Because you know? I thought, you know, black and white, you either have cancer. You see the, you're mm-hmm. picking at it. You're taking pieces out of it. How do you not have cancer in that? Right. And the one that was, Dr. Gettinger, was the one who was the oncologist. He was the one, the cell doctor. Okay. The cells have a story. They're going to tell you that you have cancer. And, doc, and Dr. Baffa, which was the thoracic surgeon, said, I don't think there's cancer. Maybe it's just a tumor. Mm. So they did the bronchoscopies, were highly invasive, and then they cut my throat and they went through my throat down to my, down my esophagus and to the tumor and to extract it again. They still did not have cancer Wow. in cells. So not only did I have the torture of being a cancer patient, but now I'm going through all these procedures that are adding to my stress. Right. Because right. now I'm going under anesthesia all the time, and they're still not... At the root cause, right? At the cancer cause. So the the last one, I fasted
4: mm-hmm. for
2: several days prior to this procedure. In this procedure, they put a metal tube, like a straw, but a very long one. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Through your, your breast and directly into the tumor. And then they es- extract it from there. Mm-hmm. And they have to do it while you're awake. Oh. oh
4: my
1: goodness!
2: So as you can see, I went through a lot of, tor- You know, not torture, but I want to say a lot of, of things that were terrible. Mm-hmm. And all the while I'm lying there and I'm praying, and there was one thing I have to tell you, Crystal. I'm deathly afraid of closed spaces.
0: Oh, okay. So the cats. So yeah. that was,
2: yeah. and and the the MRIs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in this. The caps, like a tomb, the, the tomb. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I remember there was one time they told me we have to do a body MRI we have to find out where the cancer is in your other in other places in the organs and so I started praying I prayed with the girls at church I began to I, I fasted a few days and I said to the Lord I need courage
4: mm-hmm
2: I am not going to be able to lie for one hour, an entire hour, hour with this yeah, exam. Mm-hmm. See, what you have to understand, Crystal, was the buildup, too. This was all a buildup. I now can look back on things right, and really understand what God was putting me through. Right. And what he was doing was he was building my faith. Yeah. See, it wasn't about just the tumor. It was about trusting him, Mm -hmm. so he would give all these other incidences, like lying in an MRI for an hour. I remember I had a little ball, and on the other hand, I had the cross. Wow! So I would hold them, and I would sing songs. Okay. Worship songs. Yeah. During the entire, I remember when this lady said, "We're done. We're done," because she knew how anxious I was. Yeah. And she rolled me out. All I could do was the victory sign. Mm. I said the Lord got me through this. Yeah. And I felt empowered. I felt powerful. Yeah. In this because I had overcome this fear, yeah, fear. of being in this in this tomb like setting. And it's very uncomfortable.
0: Oh, you can't God, even like, like it it's like I've never been soon as soon oh, as yeah. you get I mean, into oh, it, you, you gotta to go stay that. still and I always got something itch every single what time What about the noise. the noise? Yeah, the noise level in
2: there is it's just deafening. Yeah, it was really awful. Yeah,
0: it's just, just sitting still, and it's like every time it's like they you can't move, and every time it's like I, something itches, and I'm oh like, oh my I gosh. Stay and I got real dry skin minutes. too. <laughs> I'd be <mean> like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: But
1: it's something you said though too. Like you said, God was working on your faith he and, was I'm, and he, I'm
2: convinced of that today
1: yeah and he was also working on not your working on your testimony because the word said you overcome by the word of your testimony amen and sometimes you got to go through things in order for god to help someone else yeah and if god didn't bring you through that, then someone else may, may not whoever hearing this now may not be able to to hear what you went through and and to say you know i've been through this is okay You know, you trust in God, he can bring you through. But then it's even more to say, even if you don't, I'll love you anyways. Exactly. And see,
2: that's what I learned too in Promised Land. Pastor once mentioned in one of his sermons, he said, do you know that you're supposed to praise God anyway? Yes.
0: Praise Him. And I remember
2: I kept that in my head. So I would sing louder in church during praise and worship. I would scream. I would say, well, I got to praise him loud because I want him to know that it doesn't matter what happens to me. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, my life is really in his hands. But that was the process I went through. I didn't go in there when I was told I had cancer. Oh, God's got this. You know, I'm going to praise him anyway. I had to learn that. Right. I had to learn to say, you know what, Lord, even if this isn't a good outcome— I trust you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to me Mm -hmm. because you are still sovereign. You are still God. Mm -hmm. And I still love you despite all the things that I might be facing.
0: Right?
2: You're you're still God. You're still God. And I had to learn it because in the place that I was prior to my cancer diagnosis, Mm -hmm. like Crystal said, I didn't have the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. I didn't speak. I didn't have... The gift of speaking in tongue. Mm-hmm. I I was a bench warmer. Yeah, and you know my concern on a Sunday was to get up and go to church and check that off my things to do. Fashion wow! I don't wow. see God yeah. in that yeah. way. Anymore. Yes, you
3: see. Yes,
0: and that's and that's the thing. And I really believe that you know sometimes people will ask God why, but. A lot of times, God has a larger purpose for our lives, and I do it's not to that. just be benchwarmers. Like I said, I was in church my whole life, coming and going, coming too, yeah. and going, yeah. and going you know, motions. singing the in songs in my busy and, in my busyness, yeah, right? I was, I was even, you know, because I was a kid, you know, so I was on the usher board, I was in Sunday school, I was.
2: In you the had choir. all the trappings.
0: I had all this stuff, you know. I did. I did all the stuff. Yes. And you know. I just never had that real relationship with God. I honestly, now that I think about it, the only prayer that I did as a young girl in a teenager was you know your your night prayer that you learn when you're a kid to, you oh, know, yeah oh my yeah. goodness yeah yeah that's it that's it yeah, yeah me and, too and yeah. I did not you know I didn't even and I didn't I didn't even think that nothing was wrong you know no I didn't, I didn't either think uh-uh. that not, but it's like those you know God has a bigger plan and he's like you know the encounter that we have with him is like he was like you know what you're gonna serve me you're gonna you're going to come out of this place and I'm about to show you something. Yeah. And it wasn't until then where I was praying, you know, <laughs>
2: you'll buckle down quick when you're in crisis. I mean, I'm telling you
0: down and seriously praying yeah. and really getting to know God for who he is and, you know, being filled with this Holy spirit and just being ready, you know? And yes, I, I remember those life changing moments for yes. me. Yeah. You know, and it was all because, you know, I I was, I was in that place where I was sick and I was like, God, if you just heal me, but I I, I was so complacent before I didn't, you
2: didn't have any reason. to. I didn't have any reason. You know, sometimes we forget in our complacency. That's Mm -hmm. why I said, when you're comfortable, Mm -hmm. you don't need God. Yeah. God is. An afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is something to do on a Sunday or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. even if you're involved, I know people that are career Christians. You're right. Oh yes, yes. yeah. Yes, please. Know. And that's I don't a, even want. A, yeah. It's a word. I, career Christians. They're career yes. Christians, and they, 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 they have the lingo. Yep. They know the language. They can even recite can, scripture. They can quote no, scripture. they are. Mm-hmm. They can quote you scripture like no other. I have to go looking for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, many times I have to go and check mm-hmm. again. And I knew when I read the Bible backwards and forwards, my grandmother was illiterate. And um, I actually learned how to read the Bible in Spanish the first time. Wow. So when I read it in English, I didn't understand it.
4: Okay.
3: Because oh, okay.
2: I l- learned how to read it in, New, New, uh, in the King James right. in Spanish. Oh, wow. Because my grandmother, she she would make me sit next to her every day. And she would tell me what verse, you know, what chapters to read go look up Psalms 91 read that one to me she knew the Bible by heart right wow, you know
0: yeah
2: and i so it wasn't that i lacked the word
0: mm-hmm. right yeah. i wasn't
2: a newcomer i i'd read the bible i had read the stories i knew the stories like you said you almost become jaded mm-hmm. in 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 your in your walk yeah yeah you you get a wake up call when when there's a crisis yeah, when, when in your life, comes, when yeah. adversity comes, it, you know, I saw God, a di- I saw a different God than the one I had ever known Right during my cancer uh, journey. And after, once they found it, right, now I've told you the torture I'd gone through mm-hmm. in order for them to finally, because Dr. Baffa kept saying, Grace, you got to imagine a book right mm-hmm. okay. and it has all these lines
4: uh-huh.
2: in paragraphs in the book and now I picked here on paragraph two, but there's no cancer in the paragraph two the paragraph four had it
0: okay because those was cells were here there. but yeah. not here right okay but does
2: it mean that it isn't he said what the biggest see this is what gave me hope um I got a text from someone jeremiah 2911 mm-hmm God doesn't promise you a future and a hope mm-hmm. if he doesn't intend to give you one. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Come on. Right? Yep. And when I read that, I said, oh, another mm-hmm. one that I'm putting pasting all over the house. <laughs> because he's promised me something. Yeah. He promised it. Right. Mm-hmm. No one else is saying you got a future and a hope. Right. That came right. directly from him. Mm-hmm. He so there, you you look at the clues that the Lord gives you. There are clues in in everything that's happening. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And then when the doctor said that to me, I said, so he said, but you've got a good advantage. I said, well, what's my advantage? He said, it hasn't spread. So
0: were you at like stage one?
2: I was stage two because of the size of it. Okay. Okay. And so he said, but you know what? It's nowhere else yet. Okay. So that was the big Mm -hmm. hope for me. Mm Mm-hmm he said but you know they had to remove all the lymph nodes and i, I lost a lot of the, my lymph nodes during the surgery when they ex- you know they have to extract all of them right. okay um so he says to me comes in and he says we found it wow and i said okay mm-hmm. at least i know the devil i deal with right and so he said, we've scheduled the surgery. It's on December 13th. So from September 22nd, I lived in uncertainty until that day in November, was shortly before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He says, we have to move fast. The cancer's moved all the way to the second uh, lobe.
4: Oh, wow.
2: And it's a very aggressive. And I said, okay, let's go. Let's do this. And so I had my, my surgery scheduled for the 13th. I went home. I started to talk to my my now mentor. The person that I had asked for prayer had become my mentor. Okay. And that person kept advising me and talking to me and praying with me. And she was a godsend, for sure. Okay. She really helped me, you know. So I called her up. I told her the date. She says, well, okay, now we know what date to pray for and cover you and all of these things. And then I just started to pray to the Lord. And I said, Lord, you know, I know that 40, you know, Isaiah forty one ten, mm-hmm. And now you say Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which means that you're giving me hope for a right. future. And so they went in on the 13th of December. And they, um, I remember when I walked, I drove out, you know, when they wheel you into the operating room. Mm-hmm. I I said to the doctor, I said, I need need to pray prior Mm -hmm. to this um, procedure because I want the Lord to guide you and to guide your hands during the surgery. And the nurse, the anesthesiologist and the nurse and another gentleman that was there, one of the technicians, said, well, we'll pray with you.
1: Oh, Oh, wow. wow. That's
2: awesome. And um, we're going to believe God for it too. Wow. Wow. So we began to pray in the room. And um, I felt better. I okay. just I felt like okay, God is here. And what? And the, the the technician said, you know, the Lord is here. Mm. So you have nothing to worry about.
0: Look at Look at so that.
2: you know, he even in the operating room, he was in. He saw me. Wow. You know. Um, I I'd love to tell you that you know the surgery went really well, and I was all set, and you know and you, that popped up. Yeah, I popped up and, yeah, up and just <laughs> yeah. did a dance. You know. Now, they took the entire lung on my left side. I don't have a lung.
1: Now, oh. before you finish that, like I know people probably wanted to know, yeah. if, were you a smoker?
2: I was. I okay. was a smoker. Look at my voice, see? See? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was, uh, but the doctor said, Because I asked him about that. Could it be that because I was a smoker? Mm -hmm. Because you want to blame somebody, right? Right, right. Or or something. Yeah, yeah. my stupid, you know, my stupidity was it that. He said, well, the kind of cancer you have and the shape and form of it looks more like a chemical, Mm. like something you were exposed to in chemicals. Oh, wow. He said, because it's conclaved and all the skin in the middle is dead and that's why it was so difficult to find the cancer cells because the middle of the tumor was dead tissue. Right, right.
1: and that's why I asked because the Holy Spirit was like, people are probably associating If she doesn't mention that she was a smoker and that's what caused it, not
2: not so. Not so, not Not at at all. Mm -hmm. And because it was a chemical uh, thing, they said that that's how come it didn't spread. It Mm. didn't spread right away.
0: Oh, because it was a okay, chemical.
2: Okay. Whereas smoking, smoking, it tends to, to. Yeah. It, yeah, could it, be, yeah. Yeah. It goes all over. Yep. And, you know, it's more. Um, so I did ask that too, and, and the doctor clarified. He said no, because I wanted to blame that. You know, well, because right. it could it be because I smoked do, before? And.
0: But what you know. kind of chemicals could. It, could well, I worked at
2: a place yeah. that. Well, first of all, I was in Europe during Chernobyl. Okay. When, you know, nuclear power plant. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah. okay, okay. And a lot of people don't know how yes. that affected those people. Like there was times we couldn't leave the house. We couldn't eat peanuts for three years. There were certain products we couldn't buy Right. during that time. So, and I worked at a, um, an aircraft company. Okay. And there was a production area where I worked. Not, mm-hmm. I didn't work there, but there were a lot of shaved metal. Okay. That so could have also affected, affected it, you know.
1: Okay. And over time, I guess in your bloodstream. It, it yeah, can and cause, then yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it goes into
2: yeah. your lungs and it attaches itself. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, try proving that in court to anybody. Right. And I right. promise you, you'll have a long a long bad, history. No and nothing, no one's going to no yeah. be accountable for no, anything. No, no. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did lose the entire lung. Uh-huh. So there was always the question, what is going to happen next? Mm-hmm. Am I going to be able to breathe on my own? you know, or or will I use, I had oxygen in the beginning of, uh, after the surgery. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there in uh, intermediate ICU and they, they let me go after seven days from, from intermediate, they didn't even step me down. They, they left me there and then they sent me home. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: So this is the beginning of my journey. Wow. Uh, I got home and the kids asked me, well, what do you feel like eating? I said, I want some Chinese. And so I had a little bit, I couldn't eat too much. So I ate a little bit and I went in with my jammies and I was looking forward to my bed and no more (laughs) beep beep all night, you know, with those machines Machines. going. And I I fell asleep for an hour. Mm -hmm. And this part of my testimony is really important.
3: Mm-hmm. Because
2: it really tested my faith mm-hmm. during that time. And also, it gave my children an opportunity to witness God's Wow. Grace. Yes, yes. And so I woke up about an hour later, and my heart was racing. And I knew I was not well. There was something wrong. So I called out and immediately. They must have been like, you know, waiting. Because waiting yeah. as soon as I said, Hello, help me. They were, they ran upstairs and they're yeah. what's the matter, mom? I said call nine one one. I was very calm. I was surprised at my calmness, at my own calmness. Oh. And the the paramedics arrived, and I had started to flatline while I was lying there. My blood pressure uh, went down to forty nine, and then it would go up to one ninety, oh, wow. and then it would go back down to to forty nine. Oh. And there were alarms going off, and, and even on their systems, they rushed me to, back to the hospital. I sat in this emergency room the entire night. Ugh. I arrived there around 10 o'clock at night. They did not have a bed in the intermediate ICU, and that's where the doctor wanted me back. He said, I don't want her anywhere else. I want her in the floor on the floor.
3: Right.
2: So I had to lay there all night on a gurney, with all these machines attached to me, with all these doctors around me, trying to stabilize me, and they couldn't. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And my son later on said, he kept calling me, Ma, don't fall asleep, Ma. Don't fall asleep. And then the machines would start to alarm. Mm -hmm. So he said the whole night he was worried. He would see it go up to 190, and then it would flatline. And he was afraid that if I fell asleep, that I would die. right? And he said, Mom, I started praying. Mm-hmm. I started praying. I said, Lord, don't take my mom. Mm-hmm. And he said, I really believe that God spared you. Wow. wow. I really believe it, Mom. And, you know, so I went back. I was there a week. They got me a cardiologist, obviously, because now I had heart problems from the complications from the surgery.
0: Okay.
2: It, when you lose a lung you have a cavity where the lung was Speaks, and right. it's empty mm-hmm. so your body sort of goes off of its own balance okay and the heart begins to become traumatized okay by the experience too right mm-hmm. so long story short i start the long road to recovery and i was i came back home after another seven days and mm-hmm. in, in the intermediate ICU And I felt better, but I was still on oxygen. Mm -hmm. And I began to, you know, began to pray to the Lord. And he brought me to the King Hezekiah.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: And um, when um, the prophet went to him and said, it was Isaiah, no not Isaiah, um, Elijah Mm -hmm. told uh, Hezekiah that he was going to die. Mm -hmm. He had 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 a deathly illness. Mm -hmm. And I, when I was reading uh, the chap- that chapter, because I, I would open the Bible sometimes and just let God speak to me. Yes. And I'd say, Lord, direct me. Where what do you do want, you to, want to tell me today? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so he brought me to that. And I thought, and he said, You know, he prayed to God. He stated his case. Mm-hmm. And that's important. I stated my the case. case. Yes. Yeah. I said, Lord, if you heal me. I will serve you for all that. the days of my life. Right. Wow. I will serve you. My life will be a worship offering to awesome. you. Awesome. Wow. And he brought me to this, to this story. Wow. And I know that the Lord has extended my life.
0: hmm
2: Because he told me so in that story. Wow. Wow. I stated my case. Yeah. And I said, Lord, I don't want to die. I want my life to mean something. Yeah. And I want to have a legacy.
0: Yeah.
2: In you. Yeah. And so from that moment on, the oxygen was taken away. Mm-hmm. I no longer needed it.
1: Restoration.
2: Restoration began. Wow. Yeah. But there were many pitfalls. Yeah. Many complications. I remember one time I called 911, was in the ambulance, and I was tired. Yeah. I had become tired. And I, I remember lying in the gurney in the ambulance. They were trying to stabilize me again. And I was sort of, you know, rolling my eyes one more time. And I said, Lord, if it is your will for me to go, I'm ready.
4: Yeah.
2: And you know what he said? He said, I was just strengthening you. Wow. Wow. This was a strengthening exercise. Wow.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, wow, not good. I'm go sorry. Ahead. I can contest to what she's saying
1: And um Baby I think I told you this uh When I was a kid About Nine years old I remember Being in my bedroom At night's sleep And um I know I died
2: Oh my god
1: Because My spirit rose Like it Rose in the the Top of the ceiling Where my bedroom rug was And I remember Turning around And looking at my body as a child laying there I was about about 9 or 10 years old and that the peace that I didn't want to go back the peace that I felt as I started to ascend and then I heard a voice clear as day said not yet
2: not your time
1: I got work for you to do back in my body and I popped up and I never forgot that it wasn't a vision it was an experience that God has something planned for Mm -hmm. my life for him not for me but for him that's right you yeah. know and so i when you said that it just brought back like yeah. god he's the same he doesn't he has no respect to person so nope. what he did for you he did for me he did for many others and so, he does for many and, others and unless you people know that god is real mm-hmm. jesus is real that's right
0: and you want to know the other thing that resonated with me as grace was telling her story is even like when you just told your story again um a lot of times, you know, even like we belong to a large church, right? There's a lot of members. So you don't get a chance to really meet people and get to know who they are. Yeah, that's true. And somehow it's like we was brought together. Yes. And we see now that there's like a, a like is like, my, like mind spirit. It's, yes. a, it's a, it's a similar circumstance that we had yes. a circum, a, a, like a similar experience. I had an experience of deaf and Yes, faith. you did. Yes, and you, you did. you had an experience of death and faith. And when you said your vow, that's how I was like. That was my exact that, vow. Oh, wow. The exact vow that I made to God. It
2: that's was crazy. that I was
0: going to serve Him if He, if, if He just would heal me, I would serve Him. So, you know, a lot of times we don't understand and We've been, I mean, we've been in promised land for how long now? Five, um, six so years. Since we met six years. Six years. Well, we met
1: seven we've been together seven years and yeah. six years we've been in promised. we've land. been in and
0: i've been there five yeah. so it just was just like to, uh, for us to meet right yes. right right and we've been i mean we've crossed obviously we cross paths oh yeah but oh, yeah. we but never there's got always a, a time to, with god yes. right everything yep. is seasonal. seasonal yes right
2: everything is seasonal Absolutely. With god. so
0: i'm like we've been in promised land for six years and i'm like you know we finally yes. you know was able to Connect and when we connected, it was like something similar, you know. So I just, I really don't feel like anything is by chance. And just hearing your story, I'm like, wow, it, it's just blowing my mind. And I also did want to get to the part because I, I, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, I know you talked about the chemo and radiation part. Yeah, that's the. So I wanted you to I was, gonna, I was just gonna tell you
2: about it. <laughs> yes. See, now we've gone through all this process, right? Right. So I have, um, an appointment with the team. Right. And they had said they, you know, that all the tests came back, they looked good, mm-hmm. you know, um, and in that interim, the Lord had spoken to me mm-hmm. and he had said to me, you are healed.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Wow! And even at promised land, I was, I went to the altar and, uh, pastor Ryan was preaching. And I went up there as an act of faith. I walked up there right, no, it was right before the surgery. I went up there as an act of faith, and I asked God, of course, because, you know, we are got to negotiate with the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if you know, if the cup can pass over me, Lord, if I don't have to have the surgery, could you heal me before?
0: Right. You know,
2: because we want it on our time in our Mm -hmm. way, right? And I went up there, and Millie went behind me, and she started praying for me. Mm Mm-hmm. And Pastor Ryan says to me that the Lord is going to heal you. I remember that service. Remember that service? I remember that Millie service. And then Millie was standing behind yes. me. And Millie had just gotten a bad news about her cancer, that it had come back and it was in her blood. Wow. And so she went up there to pray for me. Mm. And Pastor Ryan says to her, the Lord said to tell you that he's healed you. Wow. because you came to pray for her. Wow. And when she went back for her tests, amazing. she has no cancer. Oh, oh look, at look at God. After Gosh, they awesome. had already oh, found the cancer. <laughs> yeah. Okay? They had already told her you have it. You're going to have to start chemo again. Yeah. That Wednesday. Oh. So but this is what the Lord said to me. He said, you're going to you're going to lose the lung. Mm. He said, but when this happens. Walk in your healing, mm-hmm. and he also made a. Qu- he gave me. He 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 told. He asked me a question when I stood there, and I think this is important. Mm-hmm. In the fray of people praying and the noise around you, the Lord says, "Ask me one question. Why do you serve a God that you don't feel is able?" Mm. Mm. And now that. To me, it was a weird question, right? Because I'm up there seeking my healing. I'm in there, you know, pray for me. and Right. I had, and it took me aback. I said, oh, mm-hmm. I believe you can heal me. Mm-hmm. And this is what he said. He said, then surrender. Wow. Wow. Give it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Give it up. Yeah.
2: And Crystal, I can promise you, I had no idea what surrender meant.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Until I laid in that ambulance, and I said, "Lord, I surrender." Yeah. So I had already had to go through some processes, to right, get, yeah. to get to true surrender. That said, no matter what, Lord, I will serve you. Yeah. Even if it's I go. hmm And the Lord reassured me, "You ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I just Amen. needed to push you to the edge, right. that you understand See. that you can't control anything mm. in your life." You have to trust me. Yes. So now we get to the testing part, right? Uh-huh. Now he's built up my reserve and I'm, you know, I'm full of you know, faith and I just believe God for everything, right? Because I've been through all that and I sit in front of this, this team of doctors and they, they looked long-faced a little bit. And I went, uh-oh, what's going on now? And the doctor came forward, and he said, I have to explain certain things to you, Mrs. Reyes. And, uh, you know, even though we, you know, it seems like we have everything, you know, we were able to dissect and, you know, remove the lung. But we have, we're recommending you do eight months of chemo and eight months of radiation. Mm-hmm. Because your type of cancer will come back. You know the wording? Your type of cancer will come back in 6 to months to a year. Mm. So in order to make sure that it you don't have any escapees they called it cells that will attach themselves to other organs mm-hmm. in your body we recommend that you do the chemo and the radiation. That is the protocol for your particular cancer. I sat there and I looked at him and I said, "Okay, and I looked over at my husband, and I said, I'm not doing chemo, and I'm not doing radiation. Mm. I mean, you could have heard a pin drop in that room. They all looked at me, and the doctor says, why? I said, well, you really want to know why, Dr. Bafa? He said, yes, I, I, I would love to know why. Right you would refuse treatment.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, we are experts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay? We're specialists. We, yeah. We're recommending for you, the you know... I said, Dr. Baffa, let me tell you something. Oh, my
0: God.
2: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> let me tell you something, Dr. Baffa. God said I was healed. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't hedge my bets with God. And if he said I'm healed, I will walk in his healing. Yeah. Ugh. I don't want any radiation and I do not want any chemo.
4: Uh-huh.
2: No, if you're afraid, you know, we can get you therapy, you know, a therapist you can talk to to, you know, to talk you through yeah. any anxieties that you may have or mm-hmm. fear that you may have. Right Mr you know and then Mr. Ray is also under soliciting my husband's help you know Mr. you know Mr. Ray is you know we can get your wife some therapy you know to to walk her through this because this is traumatic right. right this is a traumatic thing that happened to her. We understand her fear. I said, I'm not fearful mm. you must understand what I am telling you. I'm telling you, Dr. Baffa, that God healed me. all you did was remove the rotten thing that was there Wow. but the healing took place way before then
3: Glory. Wow. and
2: I'm going to tell you one thing I will not do th- th- uh, chemotherapy and I won't do radiation because my God, the There's one that I serve, yeah. the mm. one that's above all names
0: yes,
2: said so mm. he said you are healed, walk in your healing and that's what I intend to do wow he goes to Tomas, are you sure? So I said, if she says that God healed her, God healed her. Wow. There is nothing That's that right. I need to say to add to that. Right. My wife says that God healed her. I believe my wife.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I support her decision 100%. Mm. Wow. So this is the deal we made. Dr. Baffa, not wanting to give up, says, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to monitor you for five years. Mm -hmm. In that time, you will get the cancer back. But at least we'll be monitoring you and we can react then.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Right? Before it's too late. Yeah. I said, okay, this is the deal I'll make with you. If I'm cancer free for five years, you will say in front of all these doctors that my God healed me.
4: Wow.
2: He said, that's a deal. Wow. Oh. So last year I celebrated my 4th anniversary. Ooh, Glory or, Yeah. To no, in in 2020. Mm-hmm. I had my 4th year anniversary and I said to Dr. Baffa, you know, we only have another year. One you know, year left together. Yeah. You know, then we're going to go our separate ways. He said, "Let me tell you something." You know, all the doctors were there in the room. He said, "Grace, I'm not going to wait the year out." Wow. I believe that our God he Oh, you. awesome. Look at God. Oh, so Look amazing. at the Lord. He made and this is the process. See, what people need to understand, Crystal, is there is a process.
4: Yeah.
2: Even to cancer.
4: Yeah.
2: Even in your journey in, with cancer. Mm. Yeah. I could not have told you five years ago, because this is my fifth year anniversary. Yeah. Praise God. Praise God. I could not have said to you, this is what it looks like when you take what I, what I told the doctor was do a billboard and have my picture on the billboard, not for me, mm-hmm. but for God that mm-hmm. says, this is what faith and healing look like. Yes. Mm. When you believe Oof. God for your healing, yes. whether it's depression, like. whether it's anxiety, whether it's, you know, any kind of illness. Don't allow the enemy be, to be the one who dictates. Yes,
0: exactly. yes. And do you know? I just wanted to. Do you know that there was two pivotal moments mm. in your story? You I know, you know. I got two of them. You got two, two of them. You got you got two? Two? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said I first. So I you say one. Thing. I say one. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> he ain't giving you both. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. The
0: pivotal thing of how you was healed. I see you. Seven days. Completion.
4: Santo Dios.
1: Yes. Completion. And mine was who, Second
0: Day. No, second oh, okay, you're gonna say something report
1: different. Will you believe. Report. And Grace said, I'm not gonna believe your report, Doctor. I'm gonna believe the report yes. Lord. And you actually did it. I did. People yeah. people say it all the time. We sing We're the song.
2: It. Oh, we even got a song for that. Yeah, who, who do you do believe? You believe report, right? What we believe. Tell you, you, believe. believe. Report yes. the Lord. you
1: actually we re- believe mm-hmm. God's report because you're fearfully and wonderfully made.
2: and yes. 139. God, God didn't give junk.
1: your parents the name Grace for a reason.
3: That's
2: yes. right. That's you're, right. You're, I tell people, you hmm. Psalm 30, 139 is my psalm. Yes. When I'm feeling like I don't have a grip on my life, right? Mm-hmm. When you're thinking, oh, I'm less than. Yeah. Right? Because we always go always. through that. Oh, yep. I'm, less than, yeah. I'm less than. I'm less than. I'm less than. You know what? I'm not. Yeah. And he has a plan. Yes. Yeah. In Jeremiah twenty nine it is written on one of my Bible carriers yes. well, that someone gifted me. Yes. Um, because, for that reason. Yeah. And it was because I did not allow Satan to, to dictate my story. Yeah. Oh, and that's how I
0: was like, both times she was in ICU was seven days. days. Yeah. Completion. Completion. Both yes. Both times. Yeah. Both times. Right both yeah. times so I'm like that it was like when you said seven days it just struck out at mm. me and then you was like I went to the hospital and for another seven days I was like God already completed it those two seven days you was in the ICU I'm like that's completion right there It right. was right. complete he was God was healing you right then and there yes he was oh man
2: but it was all there, there. was so much teaching in that. Mm-hmm. See, because God is, you know, the the consummate teacher, isn't yes. he? Yeah. Yes. isn't he constantly yeah. teaching constantly, us and growing yes. us and stretching us? M- my husband, during this time, this was, uh, I just I needed to interject this. Jaded, grew up in the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, pastor's son. Mm-hmm. Had seen probably too much in the church. Yeah. Really jaded, my husband was, you know. And he went, I remember I was sitting upstairs. It was during the time of the procedures and all this stress on both of us. He said, I'm going to go for a ride, honey. You going to be okay? I'm just going to, you know, just take the car and just go for And I understood what he was saying. I just mm-hmm. need to get out of this house for a little bit. Right. And I, and I didn't blame him because I was about ready to try to get away from myself, and I couldn't, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't gone, Crystal, 10 minutes. And I hear the garage door open again. I said, oh, he must have forgotten his phone or something. Comes in, and he screams my name at the top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. He says, Gracie, calm down. And I ran down the stairs. What? What's the matter? He said, I put one of your CDs in the car. One of your worship CDs. And the Lord spoke to me. Mm. He said, this is not unto death. He said, this is a process. Wow. He said, but I'm going to put her through a fire. Mm. But it's not her battle alone. It's yours and your family. Wow. Wow. And he said to me, Grace, to be honest... I haven't heard from the Lord in a long time. Whoa. Whoa. So this wasn't just my journey. For you. It was yeah, for wow. your family. It wow. was also for my family, your for family. my friends, for church yeah. folk, you know. Yeah. That for, knew me,
0: for other people, yes, other people. Who, yes. for other yes. people, anybody who may be listening and, you know, maybe losing out on hope for any situation.
2: Yeah. And don't
0: know how to rely on God, don't know how to have faith in God. You know, this story, this testimony was, it was necessary.
1: Yes. And also, another thing I got from it too, like right now, we're living in a microwavable society and what's going on in this world today. People want answers so fast. They think God reacts at the snap of a finger. Yes. Or that he's a piece of lint. They could take him out of of their pocket and, okay, God, now fix my situation. Made
2: to order. Right. call it.
1: And because you... Persistent, you were. You know, Joshua had to walk around seven times. <laughs> Roger, you know what I'm saying? Jericho, yeah. Yeah, Roger, yeah. you know, you got to be persistent. God, just because He doesn't answer your prayer when you want Him to, doesn't mean that He's not working on it. Amen. You know, and in and, and the background, God's working out your situation. You just gotta, you gotta, you, gotta trust, you him. gotta trust Him. You gotta keep at Him. You gotta keep thanking Him. You gotta keep praying to Him. You gotta keep thanking Him and thanking Him and thanking Him because He's gonna do what He said He's gonna do. And you're, you're living proof of that, you know, and it was an honor to hear that story. It gave, you know, a lot of us, even myself, a lot of hope, a lot of hope, like, Mm -hmm. you know, to just not give up when things aren't, aren't going well. And even when you're doing good, don't be weary and well doing, still give God his praise, you know, still give God what he deserves because he's going to see you through. Amen. Oh man. Do not give up. Yes.
2: Do not throw in the towel. Do not ask God, where are you? Because he's usually right Right beside you. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was after this whole experience that I started Blessed Keys, the ministry. Mm. Yeah. And that was my way of giving God glory. Yes. You know what? I'm not only just going to church, Mm -hmm. I'm not going through the motions. I'm in the ministry, I'm ministering to others. Yeah. I'm trying to help others. And that's what my purpose is. Yeah. My purpose shouldn't be to be- bench warm.
3: Mm-hmm. I
2: shouldn't just feed myself. Yes. You mm-hmm. know, right. and mm-hmm. I could, I could not be here yeah. at this point in my journey had it not been. And, you know, a lot of people go, oh, come on. That's such a, you know, that's, everybody says that, you know, oh, God all operates all things. You know, when you're in the middle of your storm. That's the least uh, yeah. you're thinking. Right. You ain't thinking, yeah. you ain't about, thinking that. about that. You're not saying, oh, all oh, this is going to work out for my good. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Telling oh, really? How's that How's that looking for you? Because yeah. right. I don't think it's looking good for me. Right. And there are points in your journey you're angry. Yeah. And you're asking yourself, well, you know, I was a good person. I never mm-hmm. did anything. Yeah. You know, I didn't do, you know, anything against the law. Why am I sitting here? Mm. You can't ask that. Mm-hmm. You have to ask yourself, why am I here? Yeah. And if I'm here, there must be a reason. Yeah. What is the reason? Yeah, what am purpose. I going to learn from mm-hmm. this experience? Yes, yes. And what you have to do, Crystal, is you can't live there. Mm-hmm. You can't make that your permanent home. Yeah. Many people get sick and think that that's the that's end of it. their story. Yeah. Instead of saying, you know what, in this valley that I yeah. sit,
0: with, with guy, what does God want me to Because
2: I can't be here for mm-hmm. always. I don't want to be here. This is not what's gonna define me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really is a mental strength it that is. you build through faith. It is. It's saying, Lord, I know I'm here. Mm-hmm. What what am I what am I what are you teaching yeah. me in the valley? What are you how am I gonna get to the other side so that I can give my testimony?
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff are like my company use, uh, jargon lessons learned.
2: Yeah. I hear you. <laughs> you
0: know? So my thing is like, look, what's, what's the lesson? Like, what do you, what do you want me to learn in this season or through this trial and through this tribulation? Like, what do you want me to learn? Like, what is my purpose? What is, you know? So I think that is very important and very vital Yes, I, it is. You got to yeah.
2: ask yourself and I know it's not easy. These pe- some people have long-term illnesses. Yeah. And and they are under attack. Yeah. I always believe that any sickness is not of God. Right. It just isn't. He's not a God who sickens. He's a healer. Right. Yeah. You know, his his whole journey to the cross was, was about the healing. healing. Yeah. And so I know for a fact that if I am sick, mm-hmm. it's not of God.
0: Amen. But
2: it's God who's going to get me through it. Yes. yes. That's,
0: you know, I'm telling you that this testimony is just like, I'm like, oh man. Yes. Yes. I'm just like, so blessed by it. So blessed. And I'm blessed, um, that you started, you know, blessed keys ministry, yeah you
2: know, which is, um, it's on Facebook. Right? Yeah. It's on Facebook. It's on um, YouTube. YouTube it, mm-hmm. uh, We have a daily prayer right on YouTube. We have groups that we formed. We have uh, a Bible study. Mm hmm. Ah, uh, once a month we have uh, two book clubs. One's mm-hmm. in Danbury, and one is in at Promised Land. We do it through uh, Promised Land Church of God, and um, we, you know, we do seminars, we do lectures, we, mm-hmm. uh, we're just busy yeah. in the kingdom. we yeah. just in. What you do is, you know, the Lord said to me, "Don't be too busy. You can't hear my voice." Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I stop and try to still myself yeah. Yeah. because at the end of the day, Crystal, it's all about him. Right. It's about, about the commitment you made to him. Yes. You said, Lord, use me. I went to him my first anniversary of Blessed Keys. The theme was Isaiah mm. when he said, Lord, use me. He, you know, he said, yeah. who shall we send? Who mm-hmm. shall go for us? Mm-hmm. He says to, to the angels, right? And Isaiah came forth and said, send me. Yeah. And I truly believe that the beginning of my ministry was me boldly standing in front of God and saying, send me. Send me. Whatever it is that you need for me to do, I am here. See, one of the things you have to be careful of is in in your crisis Mm -hmm. that you don't make promises you don't intend to keep. Come Mm, on. Yes,
1: talk about it. Because there are
2: people be, oh God, oh God, oh God, help me, help me. And as soon as God heals them, they walk away like the... Remember the, the, the ten lepers? Yes. Mm-hmm. And only one, one. turned back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Jesus asked, where are the other nine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've oh got to be God. careful that you're not. God is a God that expects gratitude. Yeah.
0: Yes. He, That's it. You know?
1: Yeah. And we and Chris, we were just talking about um, also, mm-hmm. be careful... What you're asking God for, because a lot of people want these platforms. Mm, A lot of people want these. They want. They want these ministries. They don't know the burden that comes with it, and it's a burden that we have accepted to do, and it's a lot. It's Mm -hmm. a lot. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, a lot of dedication. It can can be draining. It's draining, and and, you know, and we're constantly fighting the spiritual battle. Oh God! And if you know, just be careful out there. You know, some people want to live Grace's story. You don't know what she went through. I wouldn't suggest that you, Be know, careful about what you yes, want to she's here. pray for here, right. Yeah. And another thing too, uh, some people's situation probably didn't turn out how Grace is dead some people's story may not turn out how she did. That doesn't mean God doesn't love you or No, or he's no, not, he don't love you. You know, more, in the, in the, more, and more or less he just has a different outcome. Yeah. Path and story yeah. for your life. Yeah. And that, and that, that, that said, but this is definitely encouraging. Um, I believe a multitude of people are going to get saved and healed by this Something testimony. I hope so. But yes, I
0: do too. Because it's it's truly it's truly a modern day miracle. Yes. you know, and I'm glad that you know I had the opportunity to at least you know get to know you better, and I'm I'm just grateful about you know where this ministry is going and even just encountering each other yes. and just yeah. encouraging one another. Making kingdom really, connections, Yes, right? mm-hmm. I'm really, really grateful for it. So um, if you... Go ahead, you guys. Oh, no, I, just wanted
1: to, I just wanted to... Uh, Grace wanted to just tell um, the audience out there and just a few short words of encouragement. Do um, you have anything to encourage them?
2: Absolutely. Or, yes. I always do. Yes. Because I believe that mm-hmm. each and every one of us has a story. Yeah. Each and every one of us. What... No matter what you see,
4: mm-hmm.
2: if you could just close your eyes, because it's not about trusting what you see.
0: Yeah.
2: If you close your eyes, you literally surrender yeah. what you see, mm-hmm. and then you ask God to give you the courage to see what he sees. Amen. Just, if someone gives you bad news,
4: mm-hmm.
2: a, a bad uh, report, close your eyes. And you ask the Lord, what, what do I need to learn from this situation? Mm, mm-hmm. And what, I, what they need is courage. They mm-hmm. need to have faith that God. There was one thing that really helped me. In Job chapter 38, it says that he appeared to Job in a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. And he asked Job, do you really understand who I am? and he describes himself in nature because he created everything that we see yes we, us too mm-hmm. human beings but he, the god that you serve created everything yeah he is that big
4: mm-hmm.
2: i believe him for everything yeah and when my time comes to go which all of it comes to all of us yeah i will be looking forward to sitting at his table. Amen. Amen. Because Amen. he said he went to prepare a table yes. for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So when it's time for me to go, I will welcome that journey.
0: Yeah.
2: Because I know where I go. Yes. Amen. Ask yourself,
4: where were you as at? I
2: encourage yeah. those that are listening today if you were going, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are you in a position that you can look forward to it? Yeah. Because if you're not, then you need to get bright.
0: Amen. 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 And, and to Amen. get saved. Yes. And get saved. Yes. Because that's very, very important. You know, we, you know, we, I don't, I think a lot of times we take it for granted. You know, we think we have more time and, you yeah. know, of course we have time on this earth, but we don't know when that time may end. Yes, you got So, it. you know, it's time to, you know, give your life to Christ and, Amen. you know, um, live for God. You know, yes. so you do know what your where you will be so you go. know where, you where know your extended your time is going to be yes. <laughs> where you reside yes um but i thank you so much for oh, you're joining welcome, us honey. i i so I'm appreciate honored to be you here. um i love you i'm thank so you. grateful I love that you, you came too. by and if anybody have any questions for us or um for grace and Absolutely. you want to know more about blessed keys um, send us an email. Our email address is our last name. It's daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y, L-E-Y. conversations at gmail.com. Send us an email, guys, and we will um, read your questions on air and give you advice on how to move forward. But thank you again so much. you welcome. Thank, you. thank you, you for having us. You. It's, been, it's been an honor. time. I look forward to fellowshipping with you more and more and more. Amen. Yes. <laughs> um. And guys, thank you so much for listening in and being faithful to us. Yes. Amen. Until the next time, guys. Peace, peace out. out.